Greetings and welcome to the SideQuest Heroes podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything video games. I am one of your hosts, Clive Cookson. Unfortunately, Ray couldn't be here today, but filling in for him is friend of the show and one of the hosts of the Dystropia podcast, the illustrious Johnny Lynch. How are you doing today, Johnny? I am fantastic. I'm all the better for that intro. That was that was uh, whew, goosebumps. Oh, no problem at all, but uh, thank you very much for filling in today. Really appreciate you coming on. Absolute pleasure. And don't forget, we're available on all those kick-ass podcast services around the globe. And don't forget, you can also follow us now on Instagram at SideQuest Heroes. So today we've got a very good show for you. We are going to be discussing everything to do with video game cosplayers. Yes. Oh yeah. Cannot wait. Johnny, of course, is an amazing cosplayer himself. I, I'm currently dressed as the Iron Giant. You can't see it's an audio medium. I don't know why I put this much effort in. It's 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 all bells and whistles. I'm on a video call with him, so I can <laughs> definitely vouch for that. <laughs> but we'll get into all your cosplay shenanigans later on today anyway. Fantastic. So firstly, favorite cosplayers, Johnny, do you have any? I do. I kind of split this up into categories. And the, my, my favorite one that I think is just the best all-rounder is Camu Cosplay. If people are familiar with her, she it will be through YouTube. She kind of rose to fame coming up uh, through BlizzCon, which is like the mecca for cosplayers. Everybody seems to to flock the location. Uh, my favorite, there's a, that video knocking around of like obviously people coming out dressed as all of the the Blizzard characters, wings, horns, everything. They look absolutely amazing. Um, and you see people putting in huge amounts of effort, like the Valkyries from from God of War and everything, like wings that unfurl. There was a guy who dressed just as the uh, the the nerdy gamer from South Park, and it wow. was just him. It was just him with the computer. <laughs> And like he'd shaved the top of his head and everything, but he had everything perfect. All the little guys on his desk, he wheeled out a desk and just did the poses. And it was like, he was called that which cannot die. How do you kill that which has no life? Please tell me he had carpal tunnel syndrome. Yes, he had the little well. thing on his wrist. But uh, Camu Cosplay kind of rose to to prominence through that. She she won a couple of competitions. Herself and her fella are kind of full-time cosplayers now. They're they're making stuff for brands and events and stuff like that. But they just document everything. You can go onto their their YouTube channel and they will like they she will spend an entire couple of months just making the entire outfit from Horizon Zero Dawn. She'll just say, here's how you style a wig. Here's how you do like body pieces. Here's how you 3D print stuff because we want to make armor. Here's how you make stuff with foam because we want to make, I don't know, whatever other parts. And here's how you make a recurve bow to make it look like it's a post-apocalyptic reclaimed scrap. Wow. Just there's just so much going on, and every single different outfit is just her saying, eh, "Let's do something different. Let's you know maybe you don't want post-apocalyptic, maybe you want nice clean lines. Cool, let's do Widowmaker. Let's do something <laughs> else." Yeah, it's funny you mentioned BlizzCon because a lot of the cosplayers definitely seem to lean towards that, don't they? They love to do the World of Warcraft stuff. They love to do the Hearthstone stuff and everything else. Some of the cosplays and some of the armor crafting that you see going on specifically for that event is absolutely amazing. Yep, and people keep up in their game. Like even uh, recently, I'm like, okay, well, I think I can probably put together an outfit at this point. It's like, oh no, we've all got moving parts now. We've got Gatlin guns that spin and things. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I can get into moving parts. It's like, now we're doing lights. I'm like, well, I mean, that's just more electronics. That's fine. <laughs> and recently people are taking vaping pens and putting them into guns and maces and things. So you get really? smoke smoke billowing out during the con and you're like, oh, that, I, I no, you've got <laughs> lights, cameras, set, like once they put sound effects in, that's it. It's a whole production. I can't compete with that. Jeez, yeah, no, no, I don't think anyone could compete with that. <laughs> Starting off with mine, it's a bit of a random one, but have you heard of Mark Mir before? I don't know if I have. I'm, I'm sure I've seen his work. Yeah, he's a Canadian actor and writer, but he's got some really great cosplays. Like he's cosplayed as Sinestro, 
Doctor Doom, mm. Hobgoblin, Bizarro. But I guess he was famous for Commander Shepard. Now, the funny thing is he's cosplayed as Commander Shepard, but he is Commander Shepard in the video game <laughs> trilogies. Oh, that's great. He is the voice actor for Commander Shepard. And not only does he do really good costumes, but he also gives a really fun type of theme to them as well. He seems to goof around a lot. I mean, just saying him, Commander Shepard, dressing up as various different people in cosplay is just <laughs> hilarious to see. There's a, I really respect that. I really respect him. Actually, like it shows that he's a fan of the thing as well as being the thing. There's a great line from one of the guys who was in Battlestar Galactica saying that like when he first got the role, he was like, all right, well, it's, not, it's sci-fi, it's in space. I need to spend some time and get into the mindset. So he asked the costume department to send him the entire outfit he'd be wearing uh, ahead of time. And he put it all on and he put the boots on. And he said he started walking different. He started being a bit more militant because he was wearing military boots. And he's like, once you get the pair of boots right, you're actually most of the way to being in character. I really like the idea that the guy who's, although he's voice acting, he is, he's actually taking the like, time to like in, inhabit the character. And we've yeah. seen it with Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool. And we've seen it with uh, Angelina yeah. Jolie as Lara Croft, just taking everything home and just like living in it for a while just to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, he appeared at Dragon Con. I think it was in 2012. I think that's the Bioware event. He appeared as Commander Shepard and the amount of people that lost their absolute shit because of it was absolutely amazing. Oh man. I, there's people like that who are just so happy to be their character. I'm pretty sure if like if Adam West was legally allowed, he'd be dressed as Batman at all times. I'm sure there's that some sort of... That would be amazing. <laughs> he he has... Every new Batman movie that's come out, he's always pitched and gone, you know, Batman has a dad. He could have... Maybe, maybe Adam West is Bat-Dad <laughs> and he's passing the torch. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he walks around with a fake can of shark spray. <laughs> You'd have to, obviously. I left it in the car, yeah. It's, it's there. He's, <laughs> the Batman he's, costume's not complete without shark spray. <laughs> he's got a utility belt. There's no way he doesn't. It's like, it's under his clothes. He has to actually undo his normal belt, but it's, it's in there. So uh, who's up next on your list there, Johnny? So that was just kind of the all-rounder. In terms of like props, there's a, a channel called Odin Mix. Odin Abbott, I think is the dude's name. He used to make all the stage production stuff for Gwar. Do you know Gwar, the heavy metal band? They're like, yeah, they're I a do bit, indeed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for anyone at home who doesn't know, they're, I don't know how to explain. They're a bit more like Lordy, the, the heavy metal band that won the Eurovision a while ago. That's a, that's a deeper cut. Why did I say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Heavy metal band, they're like uh, demons from space and they are all wearing ridiculous, evil, horrific, satanic outfits. Um, and he used to make all the stuff for them. But he just, yeah, he takes something every week and makes it from scratch. And it could be Gandalf's staff or the chainsaw hand from Evil Dead or he does loads of Marvel stuff. Like he'll make, he's got a giant head. So he's constantly making helmets that then don't fit him because he has to make them a human size. And he's like, ah, one day I'll make one for me. I think you uh, actually introduced me to him where he made the gauntlet from Avengers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does stuff in like a week. Some of these other people spend months and months making their, their stuff and you're kind of checking in and they, they might stream a bit or put up progress on Instagram. Odin I like because there's a whole thing with cause to play where people don't start because they don't, they want it to be this perfect, perfect thing. And as Adam Savage says, perfect is the enemy of good. You you want something good. If you had something good, you'd wear it out and you'd be perfectly happy. But if you if you need it to be the absolute most perfect thing in the world, you'll never even get started. And I say that because Odin doesn't finish his work quite as well as I want him to. There'll be times
Williams, he's done. He's made a beautiful piece out of foam, and he's he's used a wood burner to put in panel lines, and he's made like the red right hand of Doom from Hellboy or something really cool, something like that. I'm looking at going, that is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And he just slaps some red paint on and calls it done. And I'm like, no, you got to weather, you got to finish, man, you got to finish. And he's like, ah, I make shit in a week, it's fine. And I, but I respect that so much that you just get it done. It's like, no, no, it goes up on the screen. If you want to make one at home, he goes, you don't need to see me finish it. If you want to make one, you finish it. <laughs> I wonder okay. if he ever gives them away and then other people finish off his work. I wonder. I He definitely makes a lot of stuff, not quite on commission, but he makes stuff for other people. You will often, often see him having like a head sculpt or something that he's building something on. But yeah, just lots of little one-off props and the, the ingenuity of it. Like if he can get away with, if he's building like a Fallout prop, he's not going to go and find cathode tubes and transistor tubes and all sorts of stuff. He will just find the uh, clear sheet that you put papers in just for a binder roll it up and go that's a tube that's fine cap it on either end that'll do let's keep moving and it's great to see someone who's just like we can do this quick like there's a, there's definitely a fast way to do this <laughs> no better way johnny no better way yeah. do you have anyone for for props in mind yeah god i'd probably say jessica negri right right american cosplayer and youtuber a lot of people might remember her from her sexy pikachu outfit a few years ago at san diego comic-con but that's how she kind of went viral her armor cosplay crafting is just some of the best i've seen amongst the cosplay community some of the stuff she does like she does a lot of tutorials on youtube where she might tell you how to make you know weathered kind of items for your belt um she even went through this whole mandalorian Mm. outfit where she made the armor she made the costume and she also even made a baby yo in addition to it as well which my god it is probably one of the best looking baby yodas i've ever seen even the ones you can get officially in the shops even the official star wars gear even the baby yoda behind me at the moment my god she is absolutely amazing i was gonna say that video is definitely worth a watch this is where some people would split that up into three or four videos no she makes everything you need in one video is very entertaining She's even done, you know, the likes to say Lancers for Anya Shroud cosplay from Gears of War. She makes some amazing props. She did a Viking themed kind of photo shoot not too long ago as well. And she just made the most amazing axe for it. It actually looked very God of War-esque. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably say in terms of props and gadgets and everything else, she'd definitely be one of the best. I'll give, I kind of mentioned Adam Savage there as just someone I was quoting him. But uh, actually, I would say he has the best con videos because he does his uh, Comic-Con walk every year incognito. Have you seen any of those? I have, yeah. They're absolutely brilliant. (laughs) So he, on the run-up to a convention, he will be dropping hints as to which costume he will uh, have made. And it could be a full Chewbacca or one of the times it was one of the characters from Alien, but with the mask of the spacesuit smashed in and a face hugger attached to it. Or he'll be Kylo Ren or he'll be something, but with his face covered. And then he'll go out on the floor and just put it on Twitter saying, I am now out on the floor, come find me. And everybody is walking up to people with masks on. Are you him? Are you, are you, are you Adam? But he, he was saying like the first time he did it, it took people two hours to find him. The next time an hour, the next time a half hour. And there's been like times now, because he'll put a couple of clues out. He's like, you know, um, all this convention stuff sure is a hairy business. And then he'll be in the elevator and someone will just look at him in his Chewbacca costume and go, are you Adam Savage? <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's, Amazing. It's super funny watching the, the crew who are with him who have to then be away from him and pretend to be filming someone else. And then when he walks into shop, you're like, oh, a, a stranger. I'll film him as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He's brilliant, I have to say. On top of that, have you ever heard of Sarah Hendo? I don't know her. Uh, you can follow her on Instagram at Hendo Art, but she's an American cosplayer. She also does Twitch streaming. 
Mm. Uh, some of her cosplays include Daenerys Targaryen, Samus Psylocke from X-Men, I believe it is. Harley Quinn. She does a lot of Stormtrooper and Spider-Man themed cosplays. Her crafting is amazing. A lot of the time on her Twitch streams, she'll actually go through how to make different kind of costume pieces, which is actually really great to see. Her Samus costume, Samus Aran from Metroid Prime. My God, it was amazing. All the pieces of armor handcrafted and she put like LED lights through the whole costume. (laughs) There was even a video of her just doing some mad kind of funky dances in the costume as well. I'm like, Jesus, I'd love to be able to dance like that. But uh, while wearing presumably 80 pounds or 80 kg of costume that is hooked up to electronics. So if you sweat, you might actually short yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she even teamed up, I think it was yeah, Nerdist. She went through like a crafting video of how to make a Batwoman costume. Like she made the cowl, the cape and everything else. It was absolutely brilliant. In terms of crafting and I guess all around cosplayer, she's very, very good. Mm. I thought of one more actually while we were doing that. Do you know Michael Cthulhu who makes the giant swords? Okay, that sounds familiar now. There's a guy, he's an Irish guy living in the States somewhere on this little island. Again, very, very entertaining. There's, I watch a lot of people make stuff on YouTube because it, it makes me feel like I'm doing something productive when I'm clearly not. I'll just sit on the couch <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll supervise. You make something and I'll watch. This is cool. But he will take commissions to make a gigantic sword. And it's usually something from a video game. Think of a giant sword. Correct. It's the one from Final Fantasy. It's the one from Berserk. It's the one from, like, he makes a lot of things from Dark Souls and stuff like that. Please take a um, master sword as well. Oh, yeah, obviously the master. He, he'll make a master sword and he'll just be looking at it and it'll be like, it's too small, right? Like yeah. <laughs> behind him is like the buster sword or the pyramid head great knife oh, or something. God. And he keeps looking at small swords being like, what? That feels small though, right? Like that's a small sword. Like, he's, did I make it too small? But again, it, he is, he will just weld together gigantic, ridiculous things. But then he always does a smash video at the end where he will set up loads and loads of objects and just absolutely destroy them. Like he'll see if he can smash through just pallets of wood with the actual Buster Sword. And he's like, "Gravity is doing most of this. I can't. I can't pretend that I'm swinging this sword around like a Viking. Like this is. The, if you can get it up and smash it down, it does all the work for you. Definitely. Yeah. Another one on my list: Danielle Denicola, another American cosplayer. She's a Twitch streamer as well. She did a really good one of Mavis from Hotel Transylvania. Oh, nice. She's one Miranda Lawson from Mass Effect. Android 18 from Dragon Ball Z, Psycho from Borderlands, and she even did, funnily enough, Misty from Pokemon, just like yourself there, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, when you said sexy Pikachu earlier and it went viral, I was like, well, I did I did sexy Misty, quote unquote, and it went the opposite of viral. I was kicked off a few platforms. It was, uh, the, the people I showed it to uh, rechristened me as Musty. <laughs> So assume assume I'm like six five and with a giant beard and and just sprayed red hair <laughs> at any given moment and yeah I went with belly top and suspenders so that was fun that was I got some weird ass tan lines after that. Uh, she- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean her her misty was very good but nowhere near as good as yours Johnny just saying I I turned a few heads I'm not gonna lie yeah my f- my favorite part of wearing a weird costume out is the is the bus journey to the place or the the the, the, the tram journey. Because you just oh, you do get people staring and like you just know one of them wants to ask, like, is there a thing on? Are you on your way somewhere? No, no, I'm no, not. No, I'm not. But I remember that train journey very well, Johnny. <laughs> My God, that was a very was, good year. That was technically a couple's costume because you were Ash. <laughs> and then we we found some Team Rocket people who were like hanging around a little bit too much. I was I was full of sure they were two minutes away for asking if we swing. Like they were, they were hanging around a lot. <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, the Pokemon themed costumes definitely seem to be 
popular amongst the cosplay community as well. Because yep. even Jessica Negri, again, with her sexy Pikachu outfit, but she does a lot of these envisioned Eevee costumes and Flareon costumes. Like, she puts her own twist on it. Like, it might be a hood and some kind of cape, but in the style of, you know, the Eevee colors, the Vaporeon colors and everything else. There's a word for that, but I can't think of what it is. It's basically going about your day dressed as something, but if no, someone doesn't know the character, they don't realize you're in a costume. Mm. Um, Android 18 is a great one for it because all you need is the exact outfit. Yeah. And if people know who it is, you're like, clearly that's Android 18. And anyone else is like, it's a bit 90s, don't really get it. You are, you're not allowed to wear a costume into Disneyland. Really? Yeah, because the people who are there dressed as the various characters are park employees. And the kids should be able to just walk up to one of them and be like, Snow White. And then the park employee will react accordingly and professionally and everything. Whereas if just anyone was dressed as Snow White, then there'd be an issue because a kid would walk up to like some woman smoking it's like Snow White. He's like, I'm not just Snow White. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to your ma. I swear those theme parks had something where you could, you know, get a princess makeover or something. Maybe it's just for the kids or something. Yeah, like that. I assume. I mean, if, if the kids want to dress up as like they're they're selling the princess. If they want to dress up as Elsa, they're Elsa. You're not going to get get them confused. But there's a whole thing online of dressing up as close as you can as the character without getting turned away. So there's oh. guys there wearing like a waistcoat and tan trousers and all this kind of stuff. And you look at him going, that's Aladdin. He's definitely dressed as Aladdin, but he could just argue and go, I don't know what you're talking about. These are completely normal clothes. He's like, they, they might be the right colors, but I'm not Aladdin. Oh man, I'd love to do something like that. That would be hilarious. But I didn't know that was a thing, but yeah, I guess it makes sense anyway. I get to do my smoking lady voice that I love to do so much. Ah, Clive, you're looking so good this week. <laughs> Oof. If I was but 40 I years younger. <laughs> you, you just sound like Joey's agent from Friends or something like <laughs> That's that. Exactly, yeah. My favorite client, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know how you do certain cosplay outfits without people noticing who you're doing. Like, if I saw, like, say, Jessica Negri going around in her Sonic outfit or the Bowsette outfit, or even she yeah. did a World of Warcraft uh, Alex Straza outfit, which is just completely over the top, you'd immediately know who it is. <laughs> I saw someone. Ah, some female cosplayer did Ed from Ed, Ed and Eddie, but like, oh my god, it was like you know, like sleek outfit. You're looking at it, and you're like, she's definitely doing something, but I can't tell what it is. And then I noticed she'd put in the unibrow and was holding a <laughs> slice of toast, and I was like, that's fucking Ed. She's doing Ed. Wow. Ed. Oh my god. Anyone else on your list there, Johnny? Yeah, one more from again. Um, I'm kind of giving shout outs to most entertaining people on YouTube. That um, if people want to look them up, uh, there's one called Made You Look, uh, which is Ooh. made and then. Y-E-W for you, like a U-tree made you look. Uh, and it's best body paint. Um, it's a whole Ooh. separate side of things as after making the outfits, putting together the costume and getting the swagger down. A lot of the car, like if you're doing a mystique, you're doing body paint. If you're doing any of the, the Guardians of the Galaxy villains, you're doing a body paint. And she will just do completely random stuff. Like she'll she'll take shout outs from the audience. She'll If people have art, they can submit it. But then she'll do like amazing characters. She'll do a half Alice, half Cheshire cat. Or she did one where she does a, herself as a Ouija board. So she gives herself an entire wood texture and then over her collarbone does all the letters. And the best part is she starts doing it and then realizes she's writing backwards because she's doing it in a mirror. And she's like, of course, this is going to be so difficult. Why did I do this? A Ouija board. That sounds absolutely awesome. I'd love to do a Mario theme on that and maybe a wow Ouija board. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it uh, in terms of the, the various YouTube ones. They're the ones I always check in with to see if they have new content. 
Yeah, I, I always find the YouTubers, the Twitch streamers very entertaining because, like you said, it feels like you're being productive, even though you're probably not. But some of the ideas you could probably get for some of your cosplays, absolutely brilliant. I'd say my favorite cosplayer would be Alison Tabitha. Mm. She, again, is another American cosplayer and YouTuber. I was going to, speaking of mystique, this woman can just turn into whoever it needs to be. Like, you, I'm scrolling ridiculous. through on, I, I, I typed in this woman's name, but I'm clearly looking at Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. What is this? It's amazing. <laughs> she literally becomes the characters that she cosplays. To me, she's the epitome of cosplay. Yeah. She did like amazing cosplays of Karen Gillan's characters in Jumanji, the Ruby Roundhouse. and. yeah. yeah. Avengers uh, Nebula. She does a Wonder Woman that like when you see, yep. she does like the, the before and after picture. And I was like, well, that's her before. And that's a reference photo of Gal Gadot. So where's the after? And I was like, exactly. no, that's me. And I'm like, that's what? <laughs> you ridiculous creature. But no, I mean, she even got noticed by Karen Gillan on social media for really? the, like, the Ruby Roundhouse outfit because she even had the whole mannerisms down as well and the hair flicking. Uh, it was amazing. But like you said, the Wonder Woman cosplay is absolutely brilliant. She's done some Harley Quinn stuff. The Mystique body paint yep. is absolutely brilliant. Captain Jack Sparrow. She did a really good Edward Scissorhands. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah, that I have seen that one. Poison Ivy and one of my favorites, Lilu. Lilu oh my God. Lilu Dallas. Lilu Dallas Multipass. Oh yeah, of course. But I got the before and after photo she takes is just astounding. And yep. not just crafting and the outfits she makes, it's also the makeup, which really does the trick. She actually teamed with Amazon as well. She teamed mm. with Amazon where she did a cosplay tutorial for that flea bag TV yes. show, I think it was. She does an amazing Phoebe Waller Bridges. Is that her name? Yeah, it is it's amazing. But of all the of all the things I didn't know you could cosplay as, I was just looking at going, yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, but no, to me, she would definitely be one of the outstanding cosplayers. Definitely. Absolutely. And again, if, if anyone's interested in cosplay, it is super fun to, to tune into some of these channels and just see where people start. Like people, first of all, you can see where people are now and be like, wow, that's astounding. But you can scroll all the way back to their first video and watch them like trying to figure shit out, hot gluing stuff to themselves, doing dam damaging things and having to start again. There's a really good meme that's always floating around, like talking about the girls who can just immediately change the structure of their face. And it's like contouring. If men ever find out that we can change our bones, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Now, this is a topic you actually suggested, Johnny. Favourite gadgets? Yeah, gadgets. Again, I think for for Camu Cosplay, she was the one who she's currently making a Overwatch Bridget uh, mace in the style of Diablo. So it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mashup, but it is a mace that lights up on the side and it's basically like you can make LEDs animate in certain ways and it's usually like chasing lights or cycling colours. So she will do a full tutorial on making it flicker like flame. And then this is the one where she has the, the vape pen in it that is oh just God. constantly streaming out uh, smoke at all times. And then other stuff like that, which is just for uh, comfort, it's is Adam Savage again. Uh, again, check him out. He's, he's basically for quarantine uh, cocooning in his cave, as he calls it, which is his workshop. And every day it's either him showing some prop that he worked on. He worked on the Star Wars prequels and he worked on, like he has Weibo from Flubber and he's just has all these things <laughs> in his office that he can show off. But he did a tutorial at one point and it's massive. And he had to put like fans and stuff in it. And at one point realized he just wouldn't be able to see. So he put a little camera under Totoro's leaf hat and put a little screen inside 
And he was saying he was like walking around and dancing and had the umbrella. And he would just feel something like kukumf every so often. And he'd have to check the screen. And there's like kids hugging him that he didn't even realize were there. <laughs> They're just running at him when they see Totoro. And he's like, ah, great stuff. Amazing. Uh, he um, even did a really good uh, build recently. What was it? The Captain America Winter Soldier shield replica. Yeah, yeah. He, he just made an upgrade to that recently enough. But yeah, some of the stuff he absolutely makes is brilliant. There was a guy at one of the Comic-Cons we were at who did War Machine and had a Gatlin gun that spun and did the sounds and everything. Yeah, it was like I was in no danger of winning that competition. But once he got up there, I was like, oh, well, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go sit in the crowd. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, there was even that kid who made the Fallout costume. What was the name of that Fallout costume? The uh, Brotherhood of Iron, Brotherhood of something, Steel. Yeah. um, It's, It's the big, like nearly space marine-esque power suits yeah but how how tall do you think that suit was because that was i know he was on stilts wasn't he yeah he was standing on functionally two giant platform stilts he must have been nine feet tall at least and he was tiny the kid that was in it like when when you actually saw him so that thing was like mostly legs he had like spent the whole year making it and it was fantastic like he was a young kid I'm sure he won that year. That was, I'm I would like be surprised if he didn't. <laughs> the the again, like he would take the helmet off. And it look it looked like he was sweating so much that he shrank inside because it was such a tiny. <laughs> kid. He's like, oh no, I've been in here for hours. Yeah. That um, that was amazing. There's Super Robot Ninja, who I really like. He's done a lot of Spider Man stuff. I think he does a lot of Etsy stuff as well. But he did a Spider Man costume with the. It's like a self-made mask with the moving eyes, like the motorized eyes, like in Homecoming. It's got like an aperture so the eyes can like get, when they get really small, they look really like accusatory, like they're squinting at you. And then like wide for the shock. And like, it is, it's so expressive for just those two motions of being like chatting away and then suddenly eyes wide and like the face lights up and you're like, Hey, look at this. I would love to know how easy it was for him to actually see through that. Cause when I dressed up as Spider-Man the last Comic-Con, <laughs> my God, it was so hard to see through that damn mask. I, I think you do just give up uh, a certain degree of, of mobility and vision when you start getting into this stuff. Um, I've oh. seen, I've seen ones where people take glass, no, not glass perspex and score it horizontally and then put a little bit of light underneath so that it goes up through it. So you can see it perfectly because it's kind of polarized. But anyone looking in just sees the light and you get those perfect Batman eyes lighting up. Okay. Because if it was me, if I was doing a Spider-Man one, I'd love to do something like Perspex eyes where I could see directly through it. But maybe put like a tint on the glasses themselves might be easier for me to actually see through it and not have everything fogging up. Wayne's Workshop, I have to give a shout out to as well. He did a full-blown working iron man costume had a retractable helmet and it had like gas it was gra- it. it was grounded by nato unfortunately it's been a whole thing <laughs> we'll, we'll get him back in the skies guys oh uh, but he has, like, he has the thrusters working he had the thrusters the hand blasters the jetpack and everything else it, it looked like steam was probably not steam maybe it was a vape kind of technology as well but yep. it just looked absolutely brilliant. Sometimes I just don't know how these guys do it or how they have the time to do it because that would probably take me years to do something like that. Actually, there's a there's a company that it's on the same channel tested as Adam Savage, uh, Punished Props. And I think that has the best variety of things that if you're interested in like, well, I'm never going to make something out of foam, but I'd love to know the 3D print. It, like they have done one of everything because they make for movies and stuff. They're, they literally make props. They're like, eh, we've got a load of stuff at our disposal. Like this time we'll show you how to vacuum cast. This time we'll show you how to resin cast. This time we'll show you how to 3D print. The next time we'll show you how to just carve from foam. Uh, so you get to see a great variety of things. You mentioned favorite costume design. 
as one of the topics as well, Johnny. Would you have anyone in mind for that? Yeah, again, between Kamu Cosplay and there's one called Kinpatsu Cosplay. Kinpatsu Cosplay, I think her stuff, uh, it just, like, she puts stuff up on her on her Instagram and says, will I do this or that? And people vote on it. And again, it's it's one of the ones where if you've seen someone do the full extending wings or the full anything like that, um, and loads of people do their own take on something, like you said with the Pokemon, like, oh, we'll, we'll pick something and then do a reimagining. She does stuff that's like you, you're squinting trying to figure out if it's just a really HD screenshot from a given video game or whether it is actually her. Oh, um, I have seen her before. Sorry, I just looked her up. Yes, I have seen her before. I think I even watched one of her videos for making stuff out of Eva foam. She's doing a stained glass shield at the moment Ooh. and it, like putting everything up on Instagram and Twitch and stuff. So like you're watching it being like, that's this is this what I'm saying about it's an arms race. Whereas like, oh, you, everyone else is doing opaque. I'll do slightly see through. And you're like, oh, that there's no room for error. Like you can't hide any of your crimes. People will see through this thing. She's like, yep, I'm doing a stained glass shield. Fuck it. I would love to see something like a stained glass shield. It's such and like a presumably a stained glass sword and things like that, where it's just such a good angelic set of things. Like the thing that's supposed to break glass. No, no, we'll make a badass version of it. So let's get on to our Comic-Con adventures, Johnny. Yes. Now, unfortunately, we don't live in America where we can go to, you know, like to say San Diego Comic-Con, you know, the more famous ones. Do you know, I was in San Diego once and it was coming up to Comic-Con and I'd completely forgotten. No! The, the thing, I know I, I was there with um, family and stuff, so I wouldn't have got to go anyway because I I was already on a trip. But the thing that made me realize was I was walking in the street and a DeLorean went past and I went, oh, nice. And then two minutes later, another DeLorean went past and I was like, that could be the same one though. They they, they do loop in time and stuff. That's, that's <laughs> But I, like by my third DeLorean, I was like on my phone going, what's going on? <laughs> Why are there that many DeLoreans? It was like, oh no, it is Comic-Con. Yeah, I mean, we we have a few conventions here, like your Dublin Comic-Con would be the main one, the MCM Comic-Con, which would be more kind of manga comics kind of focused. And uh, don't they have a, a lot of the anime kind of cosplay events as well? Yes, they do. They do indeed. Uh, the Dublin Comic-Con is kind of my main one. They've now split that out, so it's spring and summer. And they've shut it all down again because it's quarantine. Um, but loads of people did Comic-Con online and, you know, would do up an outfit that, that they'd started and they just want to finish and shared stuff online. Yeah, uh, we, we've been, we've probably gone to the last four or five years worth of Comic-Cons. My first costume with you was me as Misty and you as Ash. I think Ray was Spider-Man, but he literally <laughs> made the entire costume in my apartment in about eight minutes while probably very hungover. And he did the spray painting on the, yeah, the jumper he, as well, didn't he? He did the the outfit that Spider-Man wears in the um the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, uh, where he goes to do the wrestling match and he makes his own kind of shitty outfit. <laughs> so he wore it and he had goggles and he, he just it basically looked like he wanted sunglasses on for the day because he was hungover. <laughs> but someone someone did come up to him and be like, Hey, nice Spider-Man. What are you, Spider-Man War? And he just went, Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. That's fine. You're you're in the ballpark. Yeah, I think it was very disappointing that year because he wanted to put a bit more effort into the costume, didn't he? He really wanted to do the Riddler that year, which he did another year. He did. That That was on his shelf for a while. <laughs> he did that one on the back burner. But uh, that one was good, I have to say. Uh, the Misty Ash one, it, it's kind of funny how popular the Pokemon costumes are, especially uh, yeah, amongst the kids that go there as well. They're like, oh my God, look, it's Spider-Man. Oh my God, look, it's Ash. Oh, can I get a photo? Can I get a photo? The amount of photos taken with you as Misty was hilarious as well, but that would probably be more the adults or the older it's, crowd. <laughs> yes, it was. It was particularly novel for the the older crowd. <laughs> they they seem to enjoy that. Yes, 
Uh, it was, I did find a, a, a female Misty and we took pictures together. And then like, yeah, I looked at it like on Instagram after that. I was just looking up hashtag DCC 2018 or whatever year it was and found her. And it was the picture of the two of us. And she goes, just send the male version of myself. I don't know how to feel about this. I am very confused, maybe in a good way. And I was like, cool. But some of the costumes we saw that year were very good. I remember there was two girls. One was oh, dressed as like some legendary Pokemon, but the other was dressed as Blastoise. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, she had the, the cannons and the shell and everything on it. Very cool. I, I really recommend people just picking a, car- a random character and making it your own. Like, this is going to sound bad, but especially if you think you're not that good yet, like post-apocalyptic and cutesy are your best friends because you you can never go too raggedy for post-apocalyptic and you can never go too cutesy if you're just like, hey, I'm a cutie Pokemon, look at me. (laughs) But uh, even just looking through some of the photos were brilliant. We we came across a lot of the Team Rocket costumes as well. Yes. I I mean, we drew them to us with our our Misty and Ash things. That was... Yeah, there was a good, I, was, I, I mean, Pokemon's evergreen. There's going to be stuff like that every year. I think even one year, it wasn't, uh, there was a cool Moana costume. Oh yeah, yeah, she did a great job. I think they used her as the, the promotional artwork for Comic-Con for a while after that. Probably. Yeah. really well done. So the, that, the kind of the misty Pokemon Spider-Man year was the first time we were there. The next year we actually set up uh, a stall and we were selling trinkets and things. We Basically, we went onto wish.com and bought everything. We bought Wish. Don't forget our paintings too, Johnny. Oh yeah, we did sell paintings. (laughs) Yes, lots of, you had lots of Pokemon, The Rock. uh, Oh yeah. (laughs) Legend of Zelda stuff. Um, Lots of, lots of spray paint on canvas. I had a, I had, a Twin Peak and a Witcher and and a couple of Slurm cans in the Andy Warhol style. Which were amazing, by the way. Hey, it was all great. We we actually put together quite a good exhibit with that stuff. And then loads of key rings, hats. That was us trying to predict what was going to come up that year. And that this was something I wanted to bring up, that every year there's a dueling costumes. Yes. Every year there's two big costumes that we want to check. And I remember that year we put a, a board up on the wall and on one side we had Harley Quinn and the other side, we had Deadpool. Yes. So didn't we have Spider-Man? Because I think Homecoming or one of the movies was out as well. Didn't we see uh, a lot of like uh, Spider-Man in like, you know, the backpack or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but no, it was, we we did have loads of like, just put a tick on it every time one walked past. Although that kind of annoyed some people because like a, a Harley Quinn would come up and we tick the wall and she's like, what was that? And I was like, it's a measure of how unoriginal you are. I'm so sorry. I don't, what am I, I'm, what am I talking about? It In wa- fairness, it moved into more of a Rick and Morty. Oh, how many can we spot? So that's it. The next year there was Rick and Morty's and maybe Gravity Falls or something. But uh, it was a great one for Rick's and Morty's because... In the Rick and Morty universe, it makes sense for there to be loads and loads of different varieties. So if it's like different genders, different heights, different ages, you just a sea of Rick and Mortys. It was the like Pickle Rick episode had just come out. <laughs> um, and everyone, like anyone who could get hold of a lab coat was doing that. So it was and, and like, and the, the sellers, they're great. Like if, you, if you're going to Dublin Comic Con, the bottom floor is kind of the trade floor, but it's it's not just people selling collectibles and things like that. Loads of people are making stuff. Loads of people are selling their own comic books. Loads of people are um, selling kind of crafts and things. So you if you can get like a portal gun for Rick and Morty, but you could get 10 varieties of them because some guys are making them themselves. And what were the other ones? Uh, I think the last year was My Hero Academia. And it's probably the one thing that I'd never seen, but they were everywhere. So it was me just stopping kids going, hey, what are you supposed to be? <laughs> Finally doing the thing. 
what would what would have been your predictions for this year? I had a couple of things that I was expecting to see. Okay. But I wonder if they match up with yours if we'd gone this summer. I would have thought because was it Endgame? No, Endgame came out last year, didn't it? Yeah. Ah, damn. Okay, fair enough. Probably would have predicted that. So if we put a board up this year and we were guessing, I would have said the Mandalorian. Oh, yes. It's such a cool costume that I think, I know it came out last year, but I think people would still be doing that. And Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy, really? Yeah, it's just, it's the new Netflix one. But again, it's like that thing where people can dress nearly normally. Mm. But if you know the characters, you get a little nod going, eh, that's right. You, you, You look like you're wearing a cricket outfit, but I know you've put a lot of effort into that. Like, that's... I mean, like, I guess, like, with Picard being so popular. That's right. I would have thought Star maybe. Star probably going to make a big comeback. Yeah, Star Trek themed ones. If a lot of the movies weren't cancelled, maybe you yeah. might have seen a few more Wonder Women. Uh, sorry, Wonder Woman costumes. Wonderful Women. Because yeah. <laughs> isn't Wonder, the, Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman 84 or something supposed to That's be? That's right. That was supposed out to come out. To, and to be honest with you, sure, we all know what the more guaranteed ones would be. Anything Pokemon, anything anime I, I see personas getting a lot more popular oh, yeah. as well yeah yeah well you mentioned star trek there there was a, a year i was there and they had doug jones and uh, who is saru in star trek discovery and they had jonathan frakes oh who yeah is Riker and is currently directing a bunch of episodes for discovery and they were sitting next to each other and i was like oh i want to go meet those guys i'm, I'm currently working on a, a, a star trek product so i'm like it makes sense for me to go and chat to them Firstly, I forgot I was dressed as Riker. <laughs> so when I got up to Jonathan Frakes, he went, Riker! And I went, that's you. Why are you shouting that at me? Oh, God, I'm Riker as well, of course. Oh. Uh, and got a, a great picture with him, uh, with me kneeling on the ground in like the thinker pose, and him with his foot up on me, functionally Rikering me, if you're unfamiliar with that term. It's where he puts his leg up on something and in a very manly and unnecessary way. <laughs> and then later I went up to Doug Jones, who is amazing, just is the most animated guy. He, as well as being um, an alien in Star Trek, he is most of the creatures from Pan's Labyrinth. He is the the fawn and the crazy creature with the eyeballs in his hands. And the two guys knew each other, obviously, Frakes and uh, Jones, and they were sitting next to each other and they were talking such shite at each other. It was amazing. And Frakes kept shouting over, going, yes, you might have done more movies, but pound for pound, I'm the better actor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and wasn't there a lot of singing going on in the background as well? Oh, that's right. Yes, they were were having a little musical. Ah, They were just making their own fun. And like the crowd loved it. They were having fun. At one point, someone showed up with like refreshments for the various people who were signing autographs and stuff. And Frakes ran up and grabbed the tray and went (laughs) down the line and gave everyone their drinks. And it was like, uh, like who was there, Dean Kane or something? He was down chatting away to him. You drink, sir. Uh, <laughs> just making a big deal of everyone. Looking at the movies released so far this year, I see Sonic the Hedgehog and Birds of Prey as well. Maybe Harley oh, yeah, Quinn would have been a Harley very popular one this year again. A, a good one would have been Sonic, with just uh, a Sonic the Hedgehog like thing, but with human teeth or something. Oh, just really <laughs> original design Sonic. Would you imagine? Uh, I'm I'm really glad we did that stall that year because mm. I mean, well, you were off gallivanting at one stage as oh, what were you, punk tank girl, tank girl? That's it, yep. which was amazing, by the way. You have to tell the story about how you met the actress later on. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, I remember I was on the floor on my own because uh, I think Ray went off somewhere as well. Maybe he was getting a drink or just walking off with Trish. And all of a sudden I saw someone and he was staring at the artwork. And then I looked at him. I was like, oh my God. And he's like, oh my God. And then walks off. I was like, 
holy shit that was michael rosenbaum oh yeah nice <laughs> oh my god because he was there <laughs> oh, that year small world huh smallville yes <laughs> <laughs> but uh oh man i thought that was absolutely hilarious but Oh, that's great. That was such a good year. So, yeah, tell us the story about how you met the actress who played Tank. Laurie Petty. Yeah, that just completely random because I uh, I love Tank Girl. I watched it with Sinead, uh, like when we first started going out, and she was like, "That explains a lot about you." Yeah, a <laughs> lot of style, not so much substance. Huh? <laughs> I'm like, thanks. <laughs> but um, so I I was rocking around in camo hot pants and a, a Target bikini and a helmet and like. This is again post-apocalyptic is your best friend if you're if you're not 100% confident cover that shit in badges and bottle caps have just random bits hanging off you have a toy gun with a giant missile stuck on the front and it it, it was a great costume for getting pictures with people because everyone is like ah that's not just another Alice in Wonderland I'll never see this weird thing again <laughs> the next year she was there Lori Petty and I was like oh how random like that like they booked her after me being this the year before so I printed out a picture of me and signed <laughs> it and when I met her, I was like, here you go, that's me. And she's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> oh, yeah, she seemed a bit like, what the hell's going on the, here? <laughs> she has such a good bemused look on her face. She, uh, I guess I was dressed as Riker that year as well. So she's like, do you know me from Orange is the New Black? And I was like, no, no, no. Let me hand you this first. <laughs> so, yep, she's got an 8x10 glossy of me as Tank Boy, I guess. Yeah. There was that year you went as the fella from Far Cry. Oh, yes. So the, the villain from Far Cry uh, 5, Joseph Seed, yeah. the father. Yes. Honestly, that's just because I've been working out and I wanted to go shirtless. <laughs> oh, of course. You, you want to go shirtless every year, Johnny. Let's just be honest. That's, uh, I'm getting less and less. Like It's George of the Jungle next year. And then after that, it's uh, Hellraiser. I'm going to just remove my skin. It'll be as, as naked as I can get. Well, um, hopefully uh, Sinead goes with you because I don't want to be carrying around your bag again this year. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we did. So every year I'll do a different cosplay and it's really, really fun to then like if you see someone who's doing the cosplay that you love, it's a thing. And like there's a group that are there every year to do Hocus Pocus. They are on Instagram as Hocus Pocus Ireland. Every year I'm so delighted to see them. They have the costumes down perfectly and they're doing bits like they're a panto act. They're they're like creeping up. They on were amazing. It's so good. And I, I just like fanboy over them every time. And I like a costume for my for me that like it's not an obvious one. Like not, not everyone knows Joseph C. Not everyone's played Far Cry. And again, I didn't want to shave a beard. So I was like, beardy guy, cool. He already looks a bit like me. So that was me trying to do body painting. I drew on all the tattoos. I drew on all the scars. I like got the right pair of jeans and boots. I even put extra rivets in the jeans and stuff in the right places that no one will ever notice, but I know. And I got the the yellow glasses. But people were coming up to me and recognizing me and, and being like, oh, I'm a big fan of everything. And that's the weirdest crowd I've ever met. I love them, but... The people who are like, I'm a mad Far Cry fan, and like they're they show me the tattoos that they have Jesus. from the game, and I'm like, I'm playing the villain. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. The weird Go thing on. is the fact that a lot of these people who are coming up to you saying, Oh, I love the game and everything else. I just finished it there the other day. They were kids who should not be playing the game at their age. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there was one girl who had the, the Far Cry tattoos all over herself. There was one girl who just came up and was like, My mom is a huge fan of Far Cry. Can I take a picture of you? And I was like, first of all, no, your mom is not a huge fan of Far Cry. You can have a picture of me if you want. And she's like, just say, say, uh, hello and uh, so thanks for playing the game, Mary. And I was like, is your name Mary? And she's like, no, yeah, shut up. <laughs> that was a fun year, I have to say, because I was dressed as the Iron Spider. You were dressed in your lovely Far Cry costume. Ray was. And Ray and Trish did yeah. amazing. He finally did the Riddler. But like, 
he because he'd been planning it for like a couple of years a bit in the back of his head he clearly picked up the right bits and pieces exactly so when the time came he just had to put some question marks on a, a shirt and he had the right construction combats and and like work gloves and paint splattered in the perfect and he, way he borrowed your steampunk goggles as well didn't he and that's I, right yeah he had and the, you did a really great belt buckle for him as well yes we did the riddler belt buckle and trish was poison ivy like it was such a it, like they were rocking it that was an amazing an amazing couple's costume oh man uh, i had to say some of the the guests they get at these comic cons are absolutely brilliant like you mentioned mm-hmm. the lads from you know star trek discovery i mean jonathan frakes great name to get on there i remember dean kane was there one year which was yeah oh so good wasn't that it's the so year funny. that Kevin Sorbo was there? Kevin Sorbo was there, and it turns out he's super religious and super anti-LGBT. I don't know if you can think of a more like LGBT-friendly thing, which is basically cosplay, comic books, come along, you know, be whatever you want to be. This is great. Like X-Men is a huge like metaphor for being gay and and not being accepted by your family, even though like you had no say in the matter. And he's just, but he was at his booth with no cue. No one would go near him. He was just sitting there for the day. And you felt kind of sorry for him at one stage. (laughs) No, no, not really. (laughs) Uh, He just the car going, fuck you. Xena was so much better. Gay icon Xena, Lucy Lawless. uh, But oh man, when I went to MCM Comic-Con Dublin with Ray, oh man, when I met the woman who plays Ash Ketchum. Oh yeah. uh, My God. uh, Was it Veronica Taylor? She was so lovely in person. My God, I, I was starstruck. But man, that year I was just like, man, I wish I wore my Ash Ketchum outfit. That would have been absolutely amazing. But she was absolutely lovely. Uh, we met Troy Baker, Nolan North. Oh, amazing. My God. I have such a crush on Troy Baker. I didn't Me realize too. it. Until yes. she, yeah, I didn't realize until Sinead pointed out, like I was watching a video and I must have been like sighing or something like, ah, Troy Baker. And she was like, so you just have a crush on this guy, right? Pretty much. I mean, great voice actor. He's a great musician as well. He's annoyingly funny as well. Like yeah. every story yeah. he tells, you're like, ah, oh, that's great. Even his Christopher Walken impressions are <laughs> amazing. Most of the people I know who do a Christopher Walken impression are actually doing Troy Baker doing a Christopher Walken impression because it's... Like, it's just perfect. I think Troy Baker said he was doing an impression of Troy Baker doing an impression of Nolan North because oh, really? so Nolan North sometimes does voice acting for Christopher Walken. Like he'll be the, you know, additional voice or adding <laughs> in the bits and pieces there. That's great. Oh my God. They're amazing. I've seen some great ones. Even at the last one, there was someone dressed as Garrus from Mass Effect, the whole Churian outfit. Yeah, yeah. I saw that picture. Absolutely brilliant. One of the years we were there, we had the guy um, who did Simon Phoenix. Yes. And he, I, I had forgotten how like he actually was ridiculously limber. So Simon Phoenix was the Wesley Snipes character in Demolition Man, and you know just high kicking, kicking ass, destroying the place. But this dude, like in all of his pictures, is doing like the proper waist high kick, or is like jumping into the air and doing the side kick thing. And you're like, well done, you. Like that's mind, body, and soul have committed to this character. And when you did that awesome pyramid header costume, remember yeah. the nurse from silent hill yes so i i did pyramid head one time my favorite in fact i clive can see but no one else can i have the pyramid head above me at all times <laughs> so while i'm working there's just a giant pyramid head hanging from my ceiling like a chandelier like some i've had people stay in this room and they're like nah i'm not sleeping in there it's cursed it's clearly cursed <laughs> i don't know what that thing is but i don't like it don't blame them and yeah that was another fun tram ride into <laughs> into just me again shirtless <laughs> just hanging out with the 
the knife on the pyramid head and people be like, is there something on? I'm like, yes, there it as it happens. And then you're uh, dancing but, with uh, one of the Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Dancing with Star-Lord. But, that, <laughs> but that's it. We I showed up and there was a, a nurse from Silent Hill, which is one you kind of randomly see sometimes, but not all the time. Mm. And the, the joy of her expressionless bandaged face as she sprinted over to me and we ended up taking loads of pictures and then went our separate ways and the kind of random people who were taking pictures like, wait, they don't know each other? Oh, brilliant. How is that possible? Speaking of things that you cannot see where you are going, I thought I had made the pyramid head helmet so I could at least see, like I had panels on the side that were grated so I could see out. But that meant that I still couldn't see anything in the center where like the <laughs> angle was. And there was two or three times where I nearly mowed down a child. I was like walking and they were just in my blind spot. And I just saw them too late, which meant that it was just me advancing on a child slowly while people presumably across the room was like, no, 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 no. Pyramid Head's going to eat that child. Because oh, even when I was getting stopped by loads of kids for, you know, wanting to take a picture with Spider-Man, Jesus Christ couldn't see anything uh got to the point where i'd be like trying to pull down my mask and be like oh can i see out the corner of my eye oh there you are okay yeah let's take a picture kind of thing i was like my god and trying to go into the go to the bathroom in that bloody costume is just the worst because it's a full-on bodysuit of course yes if you want to relieve yourself you have to basically take off the whole fucking thing so I mean, obviously, the real Spider-Man just webs, and that's him evacuating. So we don't, but we don't need to go into it. We don't need to go into it. Very true, very true. But on top of that, I think my favorite moment from probably one of the Comic Cons was meeting the Green Ranger, Jason oh, yeah. David Frank himself. My God, that was an amazing year. He was literally one of my childhood heroes. The Power Rangers growing up, I think, was one of my favorite programs growing up next to yeah, uh, yeah. like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and that. But getting to see your heroes at different events and seeing so many cosplayers dressing up as their favorite heroes as well is just an amazing place I, to be in. The guys who've been doing this for years and years seem to be the most comfortable and the most friendly. Now, maybe they're just excited to be coming to Ireland because it's kind of a new scene here. But everything I've heard from people who have met the guys doing the cons are like having great crack. Uh, someone was saying that he met um, Spike from Buffy. James Masters. Oh, yes. James right? Masters. Yes. Masters. And uh, he, like they just met, but they met him in the hotel afterwards or something. Mm. He chatted at the bar and just kept like, kept doing the thing. and was chatting away with them, had a whiskey with them. And it was like, I'll see you and head it off. And they're like, he did not need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> we are no longer at the con. Like he was actually quite sweet. Definitely. I mean, so they do a great job there. Dublin Comic Con guys at, you know, organizing the event, getting the guests in. Some of the guests they get are absolutely brilliant as well. Yep. They definitely have their kind of fingers on the kind of pulse. They they know what the people want to see. Even that year where they had Michael Rooker there. I think it was during around the time that, you know, the, the Guardians of the Galaxy was getting really popular. And at the same time, they had this kind of reptile event too at the Comic Con. Oh, nice. Which is kind of cool. But, and then you they see pictures of Michael Rooker holding the snake. You're like, whoa. <laughs> That's it. It's like you see Thor with an owl on his arm, just looking delighted. You're like, okay. And like you took part in like the costume contests. You got on stage. Yeah, yeah. How was that for you? So that's great fun. Uh, it, the day that the year I did um, uh, Pyramid Head was super fun for that. And there's all they, they do a amateur and professional competition each time. I don't know what the dividing line is. I don't know what makes someone I, like. I don't know what a professional cosplayer is in this instance, or is it somebody who is. I, maybe it's just the amount of money you've spent on it. And you're like, no, no, I'm a professional. I have to be. I'm claiming this back on my taxes. <laughs> and the professional ones are amazing. Like you'll see guys in perfect screen ready Batman outfits, or there's a couple who do the Witcher outfits. Um, what do you call your man? Oh, Geralt of Riviera. Geralt and Siri. And but like have 
they're not wearing wigs. They they have their hair long because of they're course. like, no, no, we we live and breathe this. Yeah. I was in the amateur one. I like the, the the thing is you have to like write how much of your costume did you make yourself? I can never say 100%. I never like I I find boots that work and then that's them. I was like 18% for um pyramid head is great cuz I was like no no, I even made this human skin apron. Everything I'm wearing is uh, <laughs> something I made and the the helmet was all cardboard and and various bits and pieces. Uh, and you're all waiting backstage and it's just me standing next to like a perfect pennywise the clown with oh, a red balloon God. and he's like I'm a little nervous. And I'm like, are you trying to trick me? <laughs> I'm not talking to Pennywise. He's like, well, I'm not talking to Pyramid Head. I was like, touche. It was cool. They 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 kind of dropped the lights for me and I chased the guy around the stage. The guy, <laughs> the guy who up until then had been cool and was like introducing everyone. was like, no, no, I'm not on stage with Pyramid Head. I know how this ends. Do you blame him though? No. No. Honestly, the, the PTSD I saw in some people's eyes when I like I got off a lift and was like behind someone and they turned around, they're like, oh no, he's found me. Ah, uh, brilliant. Do you have any ideas for future cosplays? Are there ones that you would once we're once we're able to go back and co-mingle, or do you just pick something with a gas mask because you're not taking any chances? <laughs> gas mask actually would be good. I would probably like to do a tribute to Black Panther. Maybe I would love to do. Oh yeah, of course. A Black Panther themed kind of costume. Might even give a go at you know maybe doing some of the costume in like Eva foam. Give myself yeah. some nice shredded abs, you know. <laughs> but uh, no, I'd love to do a Marvel themed costume anyway. I think I've done Ash Ketchum for too many years now. I've done the Spider Man, but. Oh, Spider Man, great. Yeah. Maybe Black Panther. Maybe. I was even. Remember, I was playing around with the Joker from Persona. Matt oh, yeah. That'd be good That's what I would have worn this year because I had the wig, I had the gun. I was even on to Wish to try and get one of his jackets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe something like that. Anything on your end? I don't know. I. Again, I'm looking at a lot of bearded characters because I don't fancy shaving. I, for years, want to do Adam Jensen from Deus Ex. Oh. And it is just like, ah, uh, I. I if I get the like, I want to put spirit gum on my eyes and have shades that have little magnets in them so that I just have the implants on my cheek and then you can like quickly put the shades on and like let go and they'll just snap into place. And then I've got the cyborg shades, but like I've got the jacket and everything. I'm like, I could totally just make that work. I just need to make robotic hands and I'm good. I mean, with um, Cyberpunk coming out, you could probably do a really good Johnny, oh, yeah. Johnny Silverhand costume. That would be cre- quite handy, actually. Yeah. Growing the hair out as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe uh, that might have been something that you might have seen a bit of cyberpunk themed costumes this year. Yeah, that's right. That would have been a big thing. Um, other than that, the the next Assassin's Creed um, Vikings game looks amazing. I know people working on it. I'm hoping that once it's out for a while and released and everything's cool, I can actually just get in touch with the people I know and be like, give me all of the concept art. <laughs> I want to actually... I'm going to make some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued by that one, considering how good Assassin's Creed Odyssey was and mm. the kind of cool cosplays that we saw from that. I can't wait to see what kind of happens with this one in the future. Hi, this is a completely random drop-in second recording bit that Clive can put in, but I forgot to mention Tara at Tyrannosaur, who did an amazing Midna cosplay and did the uh, Beetlejuice lady where she's got the mouth open and all this stuff and does amazing stuff every year and we go with her and I don't know why I didn't mention that she does fucking amazing things all the time yes a very good shout out to give to her anyway thank and you keep very her much Kostler, who does great, great pyramid head amazing pyramid <laughs> head I'm going to keep talking let's record another one <laughs> <laughs> anyway so that has been the episode Johnny tell the people where they can find you yeah, I'm, I am I am Pyramid Header on Instagram. I clearly started the Instagram while I was Pyramid Head and I've just kept with it. <laughs> so it's Pyramid Head Eeyore at the end. You can listen to me uh, talking like this most uh, every second week on the Dystropia podcast, 
Uh, we're talking pop culture. We're talking about how tropes bleed across movies, video games, and uh, TV shows. We've just started getting guests back on after the age of just keeping it keeping it close, keeping it family for a while. Um, and we're delighted to have a fan favorite, Scotty, back on the show. Very good. Um, yeah, that's me. Oh, and uh, obviously, if people are interested in cosplay, have a look online. Cosplay is for everyone. Yes. Don't think you can't do something because you're, well, I don't look like the character. Just do it. I don't look like Tank Girl. Like, <laughs> get out there and have some fun with it. I mean, with the amount of content that you have out there on Twitch, on YouTube, all these cosplayers, you know, sharing their talents and how they go about building their costumes, the, the information's out there. So definitely look into those because you won't regret it. So you can follow me at Cliveysaur. Yes, that is Ivysaur, but with a Clive. And you can follow the podcast on at SideQuest Heroes on Instagram comment and let us know what your favorite cosplay costumes are is there anything that you want to do in the future why don't you tell us some of your favorite events is it dublin comic-con for the irish listeners san diego comic-con and so on just let us know at sidequest heroes on instagram johnny fantastic thank you very much for joining me this week absolute pleasure it's been an absolute pleasure having you take it easy guys see you later